Not Your Power Couple, Ken and Carol Cook, are not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests or even our listeners. The information contained on this program or website is not medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. We always encourage you to do your own research. Hello, Collin County. This is Ken Cook. This is Not Your Power Couple. I'm here, as always, with my wife, Carol. Hello, everyone. And uh, tonight, we have another special guest who is running for school board in Frisco. And uh, Carol, why don't you introduce him? This is Reed Bond, and he's a candidate for Frisco ISD Place 4. So, Reed, tell us a little bit about yourself tonight. Sure, Carol. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for Ken for having me on. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, yeah, my name is Reed Bond. Um, I, I'm a Frisco ISD resident, and I am running for Frisco ISD trustee. And the election's coming up on May 6th. So um, I guess just a little background about me. <clears throat> I'm a former teacher myself. I was a, te- a math teacher for eight years, and then I was an assistant principal for seven years after that. The last 10 years in education have all been in Frisco ISD. Okay. Um, and so I've got a I've got a huge stake in it, you know. Like I love this place. I came here, not directly, but when I was exiting the Air Force in 2007, I uh, put a pin on the map in Frisco, and that is where I wanted to get to. I didn't get here right away. Started in Arlington, made my way through uh, Richardson ISD. Eventually ended up here. Okay. My wife and I uh, met at New Teacher Orientation in Arlington <laughs> in oh, 2007. That's, awesome. that's yeah. great. Turns out we're both Red Raiders, although we never uh-huh. met, met at college there. Um, wow. We were there for, for a couple of the same years. That's excellent. But uh, so, you know, a lot of experience in the field uh, from when I entered in 2007 to when I left in 2022, you know, kind of a lot had changed. And especially, you know, during COVID and after COVID, I mean, the world changed, not just right. education, the whole yeah. world changed, right? Yes. Um, prior to COVID, you know, it's, it's hard being a teacher. It's hard being an educator. You mm-hmm. don't get into it to get rich. Yeah. Um, you, you go into it knowing it's hard work that you're working in the evenings and on the weekends, but you go into it because you love kids. Right. And you want to make a difference in the future. I mean, you want to leave the planet a better place than you found it, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rewarding. Um, very rewarding. Yeah. Um, but then COVID and then after COVID, that, uh, that workload, along with some, some district policies and things that, that I can talk through a little bit more specifically, um, okay. led it to working conditions that were just, they're just untenable. And what you saw was in Frisco ISD alone, over 1,100 um, education professionals, 860 of which were teachers, left in, wow. in a nine-month yeah, period. And did COVID have something to do with that? Yeah, but there were a lot of other reasons. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, fortunately, I've got two engineering degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've got a ton of leadership experience. I applied for over 300 jobs and found a great job that I love. But my heart is still in education. Gotcha. You know, and I still want to serve. And now I feel like I have an even better opportunity to help affect cha- uh, positive change right. uh, as a, as a tr- uh, trustee okay. than I ever did as an assistant principal. So, uh, Reed, so expanding on that, so can you tell us how you got into education? 
yeah so like i said i was leaving the air force in 2007 um there's this thing that the department of defense say what's the the word for when you sugarcoat a word uh euphemism right there's yeah. a euphemism for mass layoffs <laughs> and they yeah. called it force shaping <laughs> now i wasn't uh, endangered of being laid off but what they did was they said hey those of you that haven't fulfilled your you know your contract yet if you would like to leave early, we'll release you honorably. I said, raise my hand. I said, great, I'll leave in a year early because I want to go back home and be a teacher. So I did that. My dad was a, was a teacher at my high school. He was okay. also in the Air Force. He also worked for defense contractors and was an engineer and all this stuff. But his last 20 years of his professional career was teaching, and he was very much an inspiration for me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I saw how happy it made him, even though he made like a fraction of what he used to. You know, and money isn't everything in life. Right. So, nope. um, yeah, I wanted I wanted to be a teacher. I got in, came back to Texas, started in um, Arlington ISD at Lamar High School, which was my alma mater, actually. Okay. Uh, and then also taught at Lake Highlands High School in Dallas, uh, which is in Richardson ISD. Mm-hmm. And then ended up at uh, Wakeland High School here in, in Frisco ISD. And uh, then I was promoted to assistant principal at a middle school and then and then promoted again to assistant principal at a high school so okay um several different campuses but i've seen a, a huge variety of uh, communities needs cultures um you know every type of kid and family that you can think of i've worked with them and served them and it's it's been a wonderful experience but like i said it, it got to a point where it was no longer long-term tenable solution thankfully i landed on my feet and i'm able to continue to serve that's great so, Reed, tell me why you are running for Frisco School Board. Uh, I'm running for the school board, um, kind of what I've spoken about already, but a trustee, more so than a campus-level administrator, mm-hmm. can make a big difference, right? right. And, and the role of a trustee is it's an elected official, so you're, you're representing the interests and the desires and the wants of your constituents. Right. But then you're also writing and setting policy mm-hmm. for the district, you know, mm-hmm. within the bounds of state law to make the absolute best impact you can for kids, for teachers, for parents, and for the community. And that's what I want to do. That's excellent. So that being said, what are your campaign priorities? Great question. Um, <laughs> I'm going to boil it down to four, and we can get into more details. But my, okay. my four biggest priorities are these. School safety. Mm-hmm. The, the last year that I was, in, um, I was an assistant principal at a high school, we had between 50 and 60 arrests for felonies oh on my campus. All I all I did was discipline. Now, discipline's a big part of being an assistant principal. Anyway, you have to expect that. Like Mm -hmm. you you know that going in. But that is all I did. Wow. I could no longer support teachers and students and parents the way I I felt like I needed to as an assistant principal because I was tied up with that. Wow. Um. And when I say school safety, I mean violence, drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, her, they were at, at least, you know, when I left, they were at an all-time high. Wow. So um, we need to address that. We've mm-hmm. got to get control of that. Um, there are other things in that category, too. Uh, number two is academic excellence. Um, I'm going to say this. Frisco ISD is still a great school district, still has high academic standards, but there's an alarming trend where our standards and rigor are starting to be watered down and decline over the last few years, and I really want to address that. Um, you can attribute some of it to what's the, it's called standards-based learning, standards-based mindset, standards-based uh, grading, mm-hmm. uh, which they've been pushing for the last couple of years that essentially takes away 
teacher's ability to hold a student accountable for turning in something on time. Oh. They can turn it in weeks late. Teacher still has to grade it full credit. Oh, wow. They take a test. They fail it. They can retake that test as many times as they want for full credit. Now, there's things they have to do. They have to go to tutorials, and they have to follow an intervention process. Right. But what is this telling kids? It's telling kids, like, I don't really need to worry about this. They're going to take care of me. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no urgency there. Right, and they're they're not leaving high school with with a healthy fear of what's going to happen if they don't follow through. Right. Well, here's the thing: college admissions uh, offices are getting wise to this, and they're starting to rank Frisco ISD graduates lower than other applicants because they don't believe that that GPA and that experience equates to what it says. They don't mm. feel like it's an like it's an accurate depiction of what the right. capable students and, capable and of. our, our students okay. deserve better than that mm -hmm. they deserve better than that and and so that's a priority number two is academic excellence i also in that category would like to add we have this fabulous thing called the career and technology education center mm -hmm. and they have fantastic programs culinary engineering graphics design i mean i go on and on right. they're all really amazing like career track stuff what i would add to that is they're all almost all college-bound, white-collar programs. Mm -hmm. And historically, Frisco ISD has been a very wealthy bedroom community. Mm -hmm. But that is not necessarily going to be the case, and it's already changing a lot. It's, we're a lot more densely populated. We have more student needs. We have a large demand for, for teenagers for programs that are vocational programs. Mm -hmm. Not every kid is gonna go to college or wants to go to college or has the resources to go to college, but we need them to be ready to work, to have skills. We need vocational programs like cosmetology. I think they finally added that one, but you know, we need uh, auto working, we need wood shop, we need welding, we need electrician apprenticeships. You know, a lot of other school districts in this area have these uh, vocational tracks that we don't. Um, but in Texas in general is also a little bit behind on this. Like if you look at the Eastern Seaboard, California, they have much better vocational um, options for kids. And I think that would also tie back into the, the honestly, the behavior problem problems that we're experiencing. If you give kids something they can focus on that they like, that they know is going to help them when they leave school, they're not going to be a problem anymore. And we owe our kids that. They deserve that. So um, that's number two is academic excellence. And then uh, number three <clears throat> is, is teacher support. Like I said, we lost a lot of teachers mm -hmm. that year. And by yeah. the way, this school year, they're still leaving, and they're leaving in the middle of the year. Wow. That's so that, That's uh, concerning. That's It's very, very concerning. Um, and some of the reasons are they're, they're having basic things taken away from them that don't, they don't feel like they're being treated like professionals. This desktop computer that's sitting next to me is very powerful. You know, it's got a keyboard, a screen, I do all kinds of applications on it. They're taking away their desktop computers to where they have only a wireless keyboard, like I'm pointing to right here, and a projector. Now, they're also responsible for doing things like taking attendance and looking at student records and all of these things, but how can they do that in front of a class of 30 students without a monitor? True. Right? And that's being taken away. And they're they're like I'm a I'm an educated college educated professional and you're you're not even giving me the basic tools right. that I would need. They're taking away filing cabinets, they're taking away hallway printers. They're like if you want to print something, you have to send it to the print shop, which is like a several day turnaround. Well, what about the quiz That's I crazy. need to print today for my? Uh, sorry, 
that I need to print today for my kids today. Like I can't do that anymore. And so is this a budget reason? I mean, what's that's the... a really good question. I th- I'm sure a lot of it's tied to budgeting, but there are other reasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna refrain. Okay. Uh, okay. But but there are other reasons. I'm and, gonna read and, between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, teach, teachers, we need to support them as the professionals that they they deserve that. They deserve to be treated as, yeah. as professionals. Um, they, you know, there are more things. There are planning time. You know, if you're a high school teacher, you have eight periods. Six periods are classes and two periods are conference periods. This is generally speaking. It's not universal, but right. let's just give you an idea. Uh-huh. Four Four one day, four the next day, block schedule, right? A right. day, A day, B day. Mm-hmm. So that one conference period that you have, you're expected to do all of your planning, all of your grading, all of your parent phone calls, all of your going to the restroom, all of the things, right? Wow. But that planning period is being infringed on more and more and more by um, thing, things like uh, collaborative planning sessions that they're required to do with their teams, which are important, but they're becoming more and more and more taking more of that time away that, that traditionally teachers had to take care of their own professional business. They're having to cover other classes during that time because we have a massive sub shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of the reason is because we don't have enough teachers because teachers left. Right. And so you're, you're seeing this like spiraling. It's yeah. Yeah. It's like a, what do you call it? Like a runaway feedback loop or whatever. Yeah. Is, like right? a vicious circle. Just, a vicious circle. Yeah. Right. Uh, so teacher support. And then the last one, um, is community engagement. And what I'm getting at here right now, there's, there's a significant part of the community that has a lot of questions and doesn't fully trust everything that's going on in the school system. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they get their facts wrong. Okay, they just flat out get their facts wrong. And they come to the school board and they, they express their concerns and their, their opinions about things with, with incorrect facts. Now, the district should take that and think, okay, Let's work, let's work with these parents, these community members, to help them understand what's going on or listen and, and take that feedback and try to make changes or whatever. Instead, what happens is they take the person's video, because every school board meeting there's a video, right? They take the video of the parent, they blur their face, they create a YouTube video, and then they proceed with debunking everything the parent said at the microphone. Hmm. So they're basically ridiculing yes. the parents They're anonymously. Rid- correct. Okay. Now, uh, and again, a lot, sometimes these parents are, are way wrong. Right. But, but what does that accomplish? That is, and, and I guarantee you, most people that work in the district don't agree with that tactic. Right. I mean, that, that's coming from a very small, misguided group of people that's using that. But to me, that's an intimidation tactic. Well, so right. what if I'm an employee now? And I disagree with something that's going on or I have feedback or I have an idea about something that could be improved. Am I going to stick my neck out? Likely not if you don't want to be probably not. <laughs> put on YouTube. Right. And... If, if that's the culture. So, and, and th- there's been, there have been parents, there have been groups that have been very aggressive about their disagreement. Right. With it. And so it, th- there's this tension now, right, right, between the community and the district. And mm-hmm. we've really got to repair that. We're all in this for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Parents were in it for the same reason. The, the school district were in this for the same reason. It's for the kids. Right. Right. And we've got to repair that relationship and start a dialogue that's respectful and honors differing opinions. And if, if facts are wrong, 
let's address that, but we've got to do it in a better way. Yeah, do it in a better way than that, yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah, so I just, I think a lot of trust needs to be rebuilt. I think that I can do that because I am a parent. You know, my wife is a teacher. My daughters are Frisco ISD students, and I love public education. They're staying. We're not going anywhere. Gotcha. But I've also been on the inside, and I know how it works, and I think that that bridge can be repaired, and, and so that's going to be one of my priorities, too. Um, I'll go back to the first one, like school safety, right? <laughs> There's a, there's this legal document called, well, it's the Texas Education Code, and within it there are many chapters, and you can find it all online. The 37th chapter, chapter 37, is all about discipline in schools, and it tells school administrators what they can do to discipline students. Mm -hmm. We often do not use our legal legally afforded power to discipline really bad behavior and crimes to the maximum we just don't we tiptoe around it and we walk on eggshells because we don't want to create a new story or we don't you know we don't want to offend right. certain people or we don't want to be sued and things like this ultimately because of this students are suspended then they come back come right back when they really shouldn't like if a student commits a felony they should go, where they do go to what's called JJAEP, Juvenile Justice Alternative Education uh, Placement. Well, in Chapter 37, it affords us the ability for them to serve that uh, placement, and then they have, should have to come back to the local district alternative education placement, DAEP, and serve time there prior to coming back to the original campus. Gotcha. Time and time again, what I've experienced and many other assistant principals in this district of experience is they skip that step directly back. Or, you know, for, for whatever reason, they try to find a way to say, oh, it was the campus's fault because the campus didn't, you know, handle it correctly. So we're going to go lighter on the kid. But the, the ultimate outcome is that now teachers don't feel supported assistant principals don't feel supported that the students are like are you are you kidding me he he assaulted a kid and he's coming he's right back you know what i don't feel safe yeah i mean it, yeah. That, i mean i can see how that would be a problem with ongoing especially if it's you know he attacks a particular student mm -hmm. and comes back and that student you know has to deal with that now and then have to be looking over his shoulder instead of being able to focus on school right so passing then, him in the hallway seeing yeah. him in the restroom Absolutely. And here's another example is uh, drugs. So marijuana is illegal in Texas. Correct. It's not, uh, it's not whether you're a minor or not. It's illegal. Right. Okay. Uh, your opinion on that, I have, there's a lot of different opinions on that. I, I have my own opinion on it. Correct. I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm saying the fact is it's illegal in Texas. Correct. Okay. The, the joint that you smoked at Woodstock in 1969 or whatever year that was had 3% THC in it. The vials the kids are carrying around now have AD, 80% THC. Unbelievable. You take one hit, you're hooked. These things are being distributed, sold, used on campus, and it's very easy to do because it's a lot easier to hide because you're not actually lighting something on fire. Right. Right? It is, as far as the last time I looked at the Chapter 37, an automatic felony and placement. The police have to charge the student with the felony. That gives us us as administrators a lot easier time actually making that placement if the police do that gotcha there are some police departments in north texas that are starting to say they raise their hands that we're not dealing with possession of thc anymore 
And now those schools cannot use Chapter 37 to the fullest extent because police departments are put throwing their hands up and saying, we're not dealing with this anymore. Wow. Hmm. Thankfully, in Frisco, they still are. But I want to make sure that is still the case. It gotcha. stays in place. It stays in place because there's a growing political movement that is trying to remove that power. Gotcha. Um, and then another example is, you know, student shows up and they're clearly high. They're bloodshot. Their, you know, their their vitals. Take them to the nurse. They take their they vitals. Smell. They smell all yeah. the things, right? Right. Things we used to be are... able. We used to be able to say, "You're high, you're you're going to be disciplined." You know. Now there's a message that no, don't discipline them. Call the parents, send them home. They can come back the next day. And if <laughs> and if you get a preponderance of evidence of this over time, then we'll do something about it. So oh, they get man. to go home and watch cartoons, and TV, and video Correct. games. Okay. And and so I think um I think if the public knew that. They would not be okay with that. And so, right. Well, uh, that's, that's something that's easily fixable. We can fix that. If we have the ability, we do not need to have probable cause as school officials. We only need reasonable suspicion. That's it. Gotcha. So that kind of sets up the next question. What do you think parents in uh, the Frisco ISD should know that maybe they don't? That's one of them. Uh, <laughs> how, how many arrests were happened on my campus last year? That's another one. Um, some of the woke stuff. I'm going to tell you, it's not rampant, okay? Your, your kindergarten isn't going, kindergartner isn't going into a class every day and being taught about genders and, and, and sexual orientation. Okay. Okay. But little by little, here and there, there are examples of that sort of thing popping up. Gotcha. It, does, it is happening. There is, a, there is a cultural force in our society mm-hmm. that, that wants that. And we have to make sure that we put boundaries in place and we have to be willing to say no. Those are the type of things that need to be discussed at home with parents. That's it. Not in the, not in the schoolhouse and certainly not in elementary school. Yeah. Agree. So we are getting to the end of the podcast and we want to hear about, is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, talk about your campaign, donation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Good stuff. Um, Block walking, endorsements. Absolutely. I can talk about some of those things. <laughs> um, we're a growing movement. We're excited. We're very optimistic about it. Like we're, we're, we expect to work our tail off and we expect to win. Um, anybody that wants to help, I'll go ahead and talk about that. You can visit my website. It's readbond4fisd.com. And it's one word, readbond, the number four, and the letters fisd.com. On there, you can learn a little bit more about more about me and my platform. Um, you can also get involved. Mm-hmm. If you want a yard sign, you know, if you want to, um, if you want to block walk, if you want to volunteer, if you'd like a, uh, if you'd like to donate, you can go there as well. Um, I am running. There, there are two spots up right now. I'm running in place four, and place five is also on the ballot. So, um, I would say also pay attention. There will be several candidate forums or a. With the plural in Greek, so I, I, don't, I don't know how do we, if if we've anglicized it or not. I can't remember. <laughs> forums. I'm gonna say forums. That sounds better. Um, anyway, there would be several candidate forums where you know uh, I would encourage voters to watch those and pay attention. Absolutely. Um, and and you know to to get a feel for what's going on and what the candidates represent and what their um, what their priorities are and how committed they are to the people that are supposedly voting for them. So. Um, yeah, you can support us that way. 
Um, I want to make sure I don't, I don't always yeah, do you have any, uh, do we have any, uh, events coming up that you might want to be able to talk about now? Cause this podcast will probably come out yeah. today's the eighth. It'll probably come out next week. So yeah, this is the ICF candidate forum on March 20th. Okay. Um, at the Islamic center. Okay. Uh, there's the, 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 the Frisco economic forum, uh, candidate forum is on April 13th. Um, there's another one in between there. I can't remember the date exactly. CCDF. Do you remember the date of that? The 15th of, of March. That one. Okay. That one's coming right up. Okay, great. Yeah. Very soon. And we'll share all this information in the, in the notes, uh, the show notes for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so people, when they go to listen, they can see that and, you know, hear you say it, but they can also see your website info and everything else. So. Correct. Great. So, uh, yes. So Reed, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? No, just thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, um, and, you know, we're going to work hard. We're going to work together and we're going to win. So thank you so much for your support. All right. Well, All right. thank you so much, Reed. And and uh, this has been another great episode of Not Your Power Couple. We're so glad that we could have Reed Bond on here. And just remember, uh, in Frisco, get out and vote um, on May 6th. And uh, early voting starts April the 24th. That's correct. Yes. So, thank you. That's very important. Yeah, very important. And Don't so, wait till May 6th. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so again, just uh, thank you for tuning in and uh, we will see you on the next episode of Not Your Power Couple. Have a good night.